Because that was not your usual verbiage for opening the show. <laughs> I wanted to change it up. Is that All okay? Right. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. It just caught me off guard. Yep. I, I'm here and I'm ready. Let's do it. They know. They, they already clicked. They already know it's toy department time. You know what I mean? I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. We got we got your click. You're here. Let's let's do some culture. Um <laughs> During the week, you texted me and asked me if I had uh, seen Lou yet, and I had not. And uh, you sort of—I felt like you you text chortled a little bit at that. I don't. Did I? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's funny. What, you tell me what was what was your reaction to me not having seen it? I can't remember, and I can't even remember why I asked. But it was not because. I thought it was like either excellent or terrible. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I thought it was kind of terrible. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, Allison Janney's great, and it's cool to see her do something like this with uh, that's a little bit different because I, I really do think she could pretty much do anything. So, so props to Allison Janney. Uh, but uh, she's doing it in in what is an utterly ridiculous movie. Um, yeah, I mean it's with some with some weird contrivances, and and the action wasn't that great, and and most of it really didn't make all that much sense to me. So, uh, yeah, was not a big fan of Lou. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not gonna try to sell anybody on Lou. Um, I thought it was more like an average. Uh, you know, th- sort of action thriller type of deal. I-, I didn't think it was more exceptionally ridiculous than many of those movies are, and I didn't think it was any better than the most average of those movies are. But I, I wouldn't say it was terrible. Um, and if you like Alice and Janney, it's a lot of Alice and Janney doing stuff, and she is very, very good. Do you think it was a little bit weird that um, Jerry Smollett's character would like have a relationship with this guy and have they'd have a kid together, and yet he she'd never seen a photo of his mom at any point in that. Um, given how messed up all of those relationships seem to be, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Seems unlikely to me. Of the um, many unlikely things about this movie, that particular one had not occurred to me, actually. Okay. The kid's adorable, by the way. Good job with the casting of the kid. Yep. Very adorable child. Um, about the nicest thing I could say about it, though. 
When you say it, do you mean the movie or the child? The movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say. Even even now, even in our fluid gender world, right? You don't say it. No. No. No, I, you know, it's funny though, or not funny, but, uh, I, you know, a sign of a progressing culture uh, that I have to really consciously focus on not you're not supposed to gender kids these days if you can avoid it not at all i mean ideally not like kids you don't know i'm saying you know like if you know a kid but by the time kids are like i don't know first of all you might just misread it especially with a like, I mean, my son could easily be mistaken for a girl just with his hair. Um, and, you know, kids under four are still a little androgynous looking in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so you're just, you're just, you know, it's just like the safer bet, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And the polite way to handle yourself around kids that you don't explicitly know. Like at the playground, for instance, you know, try to avoid... Uh, you know, that's her toy. Go for that's their toy. All right. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Surprised. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just sort of, the, the, the world grows more complex by the day. You know it what does. I mean? It does. It does. But honestly, that's a lot to think about all the time. You know? It, it is, but only because we're socialized in one particular way. You know what I mean? It's not actually a more complicated. In fact, it's a simpler solution in a lot of ways. Um, it's just one we're not accustomed to as oldies. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I guess if it's like, it's like, if you just say, well, don't say anything, that's just simpler, right? I could just, just not address gender at all. I suppose this well, that's is a simpler solution. So that's, that's uh, tough yeah, to do uh, if you're interacting with people. So that's why I, I, I think it's, I think like, you know, in a perfect world, which we're nowhere near, I'm just being extra conscientious, I think. Or I guess, you know, I just wish it was a little like, as long as some people, as long as you're understanding that I'm not intentionally misgendering your child, that you just correct me and then we'll get it right the next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's true. That's still the case. I don't think anyone's saying that's not the case. It's just like, you're not someone who's likely to interact with a lot of unknown children. <laughs> But as someone who is inner increasingly, well, especially not now. Now I'm just going <laughs> to sidestep it. As someone who's increasingly <laughs> likely to regularly encounter children who I don't necessarily know in my day to day life uh, at playgrounds and such, it's it's the sort of thing we think about. I, you know, I'm a person that has a lot of anxiety about screwing up people's names. And now, like, we're just adding another thing in there to give me anxiety about screwing up. And I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not thrilled about it. Not, well, I'm not but, trying to be disrespectful to anyone. I'm just not thrilled about No, the I extra know. But I think they give you a nice, easy uh, option, you know? Just, no, just... because they, it like, it's so much thought to get to they. Hmm. It really is. I, yeah, I'm not, a, a, you know, I I will respect anyone who has to be referred to as they and do my best to accommodate, but even then it can be difficult. Like it really takes a lot of mental gymnastics to get there sometimes. So, Interesting. Um, you know, yeah. 
I mean, my like my tattoo artist is a they, and I have to like practice when I go in there. You know what I mean? To try not to screw it up. Like I literally will do that because uh, it just it takes a lot of orienting in your head. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, think, so that's quite a tangent we found that's ourselves. A, that's on. a real tangent. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. <laughs> I I also have to do a lot of word editing. It is difficult, but like, I also feel like it's a relatively like it's just a thing you have to reprogram in in your brain. But then that that theoretically uh, will be a useful tool for the rest of your life. I guess, man. I'm old. It's just the brain don't re- reprogram easily anymore. You Maybe know. Maybe I get it. You're yeah. not that much older than me. <laughs> so, um, that is what it is. You're only a uh, couple years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's swing over to the other uh, Netflix movie okay. uh, we watched this week, which I also thought was ridiculous. And um, it's called Do Revenge. And I was upset about that for a while. But then I sort of realized, like, oh, okay. This is like popular. We, we we've talked about popular in this podcast before, right? Uh, not in depth because I didn't watch it seriously, but I recall you being a a big fan of it. I was a big fan of it, and and popular uh, is sort of similar in in it's this camp. way. Yeah, it's 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 high school hierarchy is a big part of the focus, and it's very camp. And it was this was. Uh, uh, Ryan Murphy show before Glee, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of has a lot of sort of the hallmarks of his work. I thought it was actually probably a really good setting for a lot of the stuff that he really likes to do, just yeah. in terms of uh, you know kind of camp and over the top ridiculousness. Um, and you know it had elements of humor and all that kind of mixed in. And it, you know, so, so once I got over like okay, like this is just not <laughs> like like. <laughs> It's it's so over the top. The way the way that they make the popular kids popular, and you know, um, and the rich kids rich, and the you know the various stereotypes are are played up super high. Um, Can I ask you a question? A kind of weird yeah. one. Do you sure. recall at what point you you like your like perspective shifted? Because I have a theory uh, on this. I I don't know if I could say exactly. I would I would I would I felt like it was about halfway through the movie. Uh, I think maybe it was. I think it was in one of the assemblies where um, the uh, you know the 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 baddie of the movie, uh-huh. um, where he, you know gets up. Maybe where he announced his uh, cishet white men defending. Yeah, might yeah, I think it was when he and it was before he did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's getting these like standing ovations and people going, "We love you." You know what I mean? Like And he's not a typical heartthrob, let's say. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so it was like it was very so I think yeah, about that moment came in. That that was the other hallmark of this thing is that I I do think it seemed to get a strange amount of pleasure in like the boy high school today is really PC. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, in a way that I think was not super uh, interesting. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think they offered a lot of insight into that. You know what I mean? Um, no, but I think I don't know that they was attempting to offer a lot of insight into that. So much as it was it was playing up a character who's going to exist in any in any environment like that. 
they're going to be pretenders essentially, right? I mean, it's a pretty classic character. And that's that's what this whole thing is. It's it's very tropey, but I had a lot of fun. And I thought all the acting which I thought was all pretty intentionally over the top was all pretty great. I the yeah. the the lead who who was one of the stars of Riverdale um I think is going to be just a huge star. I just love her presence, and this is the perfect sort of role for her. Um, you mean Camila Mendez? Correct. And so that's uh, interesting because I because Maya Hawk I think is the kind of the hot Hollywood name right now. Well, for um, obvious reason. I mean, she like turns one way, it's Uma, and then she like smiles, and it's Ethan Hawke, and then she winks, and it's Uma. It's hard. She's she's. She's a magnetic screen presence. No, uh, that, but that's what I'm saying. Her as well. She was particularly over the top in some very specific and kind of quirky ways. And I thought she was great. Like, everybody understood the assignment, it felt like. And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone it's an important film. But, boy, did I have fun. Yeah, I would say the same. I would agree. I like. It's hard for me. This is not the kind of movie that I would recommend to too many people in my life because I feel like they'd make fun of me. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I, I do sort of, uh, I do sort of feel like it is a good time. And if you do like these kind of like high school movies, you know, and even I think it's yeah, a pretty if you're good- like a child of Heather's, you know, like this is your yeah. this is your shit. It's also pretty meta and self-aware. Like it's definitely yes. aware that it's doing a lot of teen movie tropes. You know yes. what I mean? And kind of leads into and two a delicious Sophie Turner cameos. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. A couple of those. She um, appears twice, and both times just delivers the goods. <laughs> like if you just imagine this is her venting years of pent-up frustration from being put upon on Game of Thrones. It's even more fun. <laughs> yeah. This movie also features uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. And uh, that's, that was what I was going to say, by the way, yeah. uh, was the, the moment where it really locked in the satire for me was, was actually Sarah Michelle Gellar. I thought she played that ridiculous headmaster character so perfectly and like just the tone of the performance from the minute she showed up on screen was just a giant wink you know that like that really sort of locked it in for me yep and let's not forget uh oscar winner olivia coleman is in it as well oscar winner olivia coleman (laughs) Uh, Uh, and if you see the movie you'll understand that joke yep yep uh so yeah good times there uh the the main dude uh uh, is Austin Abrams from who's in Euphoria? Yes, uh, and he's kind of the nerd in that show, and then kind of the popular jock here. So good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's really playing the whole range of high school characters. Uh, did you By know the that way, this was loosely based on a Hitchcock movie? I did not. That's incredible. Yeah. Strangers also, on the train. Uh, slightly related. Because we were talking, I think it was before we went on air, about Jeopardy briefly. And, um, oh, God, I lost my thread. What was it on Jeopardy that I was going to tell you about? Oh, my, yes. Yeah. 
there was a television category and it was the you know it was like uh the category was something like you know uh essentially guess the tv show based on mostly just a, a couple of few character names and the current champion of jeopardy is a pentecostal uh priest or whatever they're called preacher preacher uh and i had seen a lot of tv i'm guessing uh well was literally wearing his collar right Mm -hmm. and it was like the the answer was something to the effect of uh fesco lexi and ashtray and he buzzed in (laughs) and i can't even remember what ridiculous thing he said but he said some absurd guess and then the like young woman next to him got euphoria and ken jennings who's hosting was like that's correct something told me that our champion was not watching euphoria (laughs) 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 Anyway, oh, man. I'm ready for you for you to come back. Me too. What um, a great show. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what a dramatic actually, stopping like point, too. We're, we're really in a dramatic place on Euphoria. I, I yeah, we sure this. are. Sure are. Anyway. I feel like, got to feel they're going to be, there'll be a big old time jump when we get back, though. Could be. Um, All right. Uh, Quantum Leap. That's a. Uh, that's a thing we watched this week. <laughs> Network TV. You know, mate. I feel like last week was a great week where we liked everything. And uh, as much as I enjoyed Do Revenge, this was not a good week. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, uh, I'm not here to destroy Quantum Leap. It's perfectly fine. It's quite watchable. I just, uh, here's what I want to know. I just don't know that I would say that it's good. And I feel like they could do more with it, honestly. I think they have all the pieces, well, except perhaps writers, because I don't know who's writing it. But my guess is even the writers are better than the material. Like, it, I don't understand why there is a feeling, and it feels like a corporate directive to me, that all or at least the vast majority of network sitcoms are, like, upsettingly cheesy at all times. And I don't just mean broad jokes. Like uh, broad jokes aren't always the worst, right? You can be broad and also clever. I'm just talking about like the sappiest plot decisions. The like the the speech that someone leaves on a voicemail has to be the like just dripping in <laughs> saccharine. It's just I like I it's are you saying you didn't think of me when he was giving the particles speech? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just tough. <laughs> it's just tough because I I think they have a decent cast. I think they have really Quantum Leap is a show that gives you a, a world of possibilities. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's like premise wise, it's it's pretty sturdy. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, and actually, I was gonna say the way they took the premise. And bent it towards, like, the concept of this, that, like, he, there's a mystery here, right? I'm not against that. I don't think that's terrible. But just, like, it feels, it almost feels like 
as you know premium and and you know cable networks have really branched out and broadened what they feel like they're capable of and done this cinematic stuff network tv has almost slid the other direction on the scale like towards soaps yeah and i wonder if some of that's the production schedule because part of me was like i feel like you know you have this great premise where it's like this these guys coming into these totally new scenarios all the time and you can really play with those scenarios yes and basically how he has no idea how to deal when thrust into the middle of those scenarios and i i feel like they didn't they didn't make great use of that and i almost wonder if it's because they're gonna need 18 scenarios every year at least uh, you know right to make all the episodes that they need and that if this was a you know an eight episode hbo series they wouldn't have that same kind of pressure it's it's interesting maybe but that doesn't feel like a creative emergency to me does it to you like you're what are the rules for your scenario you you need to come up with 18 scenarios a season what what are the rules no rules okay i think we could do it i mean there has to be stuff that's right he's traveling in past so it has to be something that's already happened pretty much that's that's yes but it could be any small thing that's already happened to anyone yeah exactly (laughs) so like we we should be able to come up with more than 18 good ideas. I strongly believe that. And I, when I say we, I mean like the creative human species. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I, you know, I don't... Certainly in your first two, you got to have a couple of good ones. I, yeah, the spatial I, idea was fine. That's a pretty good one. I got no problem with that. I, I yeah, I, it, it, look, I thought conceptually everything was pretty fine. And that's kind of what's frustrating is it, it really, conceptually everything's pretty reasonable you know within the context of quantum leap uh acting wise everyone is pretty good i i buy everybody i i think i get the sort of relationships and there is a a, like it has a lot of the characteristics of a good procedural drama right yeah i'm happy to see hudson but he's my man's cashing checks you know what i mean (laughs) he's Sure, but like, but that's, I just got to be the grumpy boss guy that I have to play all the time. Okay, that's almost that. uh, that's almost <laughs> a, a j- tradition of the genre. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Ernie Hudson's doing a, a very established Ernie Hudson thing, and that's fine. And and I like the lead. I like his the the like girlfriend character. I I like I- the. Dude. I don't mind the romance of her. I, I, I with them and I her as a character is fine. Man, she's helping a whole lot. <laughs> like, like almost to the to the. I feel like almost to the dramatic detriment of the story. Like that she just basically holograms it and tells him what to do. Um, yeah, and then he just figures out a little bit of it. And we're done. You know what I mean? Well, right. I mean, and I think like losing contact with her is going to be something that ends up having to happen at some point. But, but. Again, that feels like exactly the sort of thing that the show isn't quite nailing, which is what's so frustrating, right? It's like that's not an aspect – like it, it once again feels like the, someone somewhere isn't trying hard enough. And I don't think it's actually that. I think it's much more likely that, in fact, what's happening is 
like it it just has the stink of like a network thing that's been broadened because someone believes it'll appeal to more people you know in middle america or whatever they are did you watch the um original version of the show not religiously um was there a romantic uh aspect of of that show i don't recall that i i you know i, I, I don't I couldn't say I've seen Quantum Leap other than it came on before a basketball game or something that I was trying right. to watch. You know what I mean? But, I don't believe it It had a consistent romantic, but I'm not sure. I Like I said, I didn't watch it carefully. Okay. Because, man, it really seems like they're trying to make that happen through the first couple. Yeah, and there's some obvious drawbacks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where this is headed or how it's going to work in, in a lot of those respects. But I do know that, like, I I need it to have been better <laughs> to for me to really want to stick with it. And it, it just... Everything about the execution feel, feels sh- left short to me. Yeah, I would say that. Like, it, all the execution could be a little bit better. Which is a bummer because, I don't know, a a major network should have the most resources to ensure things are executed well. Which, again, leads me to the conclusion that it's executed exactly how somebody in power wants it to be. I mean, they should, but it's not like you have a lot of faith in NBC to execute high-level dramas, right? No, that's true. And I don't know. Just they could have just made it fun. Like the the previews when you watch in football makes it look like it's gonna be fun and it's not that fun. It's not fun enough to yeah. Well that's the thing. It like it's just it 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 sort of hit a infield single on all in all of these aspects with a you know a swing that should have should should be able of producing home runs. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Show like this just I think it just thought I have a little bit more sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Or or take take its own serious stuff more seriously. You know what I mean? It doesn't do either. It's true. It's true. Um what did you think of uh the guy our guy from Sandman? Which guy? Maybe 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 I shouldn't say guy. Maybe oh yeah, you should not say guy. <laughs> our person, our person from Sandman. Yeah, uh, I I like them. I don't. I was totally unfamiliar with them before these two roles, but I guess they are uh, sort of having a big moment. <laughs> like <laughs> that's too pretty big. <laughs> pretty different <laughs> roles right i i mean i uh, yeah uh, yes and no he, i feel like i feel like they woof, see all right they are kind of playing and playing them the same even though the roles are pretty different <laughs> yeah a little bit well there's definitely like a lot of personality coming through the uh, that's for sure yeah yeah oh all right boy this is uh we were watered out some alleys this week yeah been a weird one <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's talk about the challenge um two uh two episodes i, I, fo- uh, I guess focusing on the the best by the of way the best. uh so, 
just just uh, for clarity's sake, Mason Alexander Park is the actor in question. Okay. Well, but actor? Are we saying actor? Is that the is that the non gendered word? It is. Okay. Thespian? The thespian in question? Indeed. Um <laughs> okay. they they know. they initially played uh Hedwig in the in the the uh first Broadway national tour. Gotcha. All right. Um, I thought that the, uh, a little bit of the challenge is sort of documentary documenting who the greatest contestants were. Did it seem like availability played a little bit of a role in, in who was getting what, you know what I mean? Like I can almost imagine like one of the ways that they got Laurel was being like, we're going to put you in the greatest, you know what I mean? Um, well, or, uh, that doesn't, I, or certain people who you would not necessarily like to me, Anise is a little bit more of a, a, an underdog than a legend. Um, although I think they, they did make a, a, a decent argument for her. I her think legend status. they made a pretty uh, compelling case because in this game, legend is not purely performance. Mm. I, you not. know I, what I would say is right. The best, the best thing about Anissa's, you know, journey is this kind of like elimination queen and her, and her record for winning the most eliminations. But you, she got the opportunity to win the most eliminations by being constantly underestimated, right? So that's why I think putting her in that underdog category would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, but I don't think she's been an underdog for a long time. She, like, I don't know. I mean, I, people are still underestimating her, right? Like, they all think she can't. She, she can't hack a final, right? Is what is what it's been the last couple seasons. Well, I'm not sure. With all due respect to Anisa, who I love, like, she's on the edge of that. <laughs> Those people are entitled <laughs> right. to their See? opinion. I choose I feel to like believe you're all in her. I choose to believe in her, but like the 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 assertion that she would struggle to handle a final from a fitness perspective is not un is not like totally unfounded. Yeah, all I'm saying is like and uh, like underdog. They went out of their way to you know say underdog is like it's not an insult. It's you know we're honoring these people. Right. Would have been a I just, place to put her. Well, I think she's more legend than underdog. She's not a goat performer, but Laurel certainly is. So I don't care if they use that to get her to show yes. up. And I mean, and, and I don't know that they had to. Were you knowing that they didn't get Cara Maria? Like it was just like I'm glad that they managed to include her in the legends. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, who, who, what, who do you feel like was left out as a result of availability? I don't. Uh, I'd say someone like Evelyn, I would consider a legend that didn't get mentioned at all, wasn't interviewed at all. That's a good um, point. So I wa- I do wonder if they're going to do the early days because like the the two names that jump to mind would be Evelyn and um, uh, Landon. Yeah, but Landon wasn't the show. <laughs> so Landon made a brief appearance, but like. <laughs> 
I mean, they got him. So, I, you know, I don't know. They didn't was, talk about him as as a great, and I think he really was. I really feel like that, too. I, you know, there, um, there's definitely more on the men's side. Like, obviously, we understand why Kenny and Evan weren't, you know what I mean? Right. That's a separate uh, issue. Alton. Um, I mean, we saw some Alton in clips, but no, not any discussion of him. He was yeah, a big one. He was great. Alton was great. Um, but I don't know that he was greater than the guys they highlighted. And I guess you could say the same for Landon. Um and those guys were early. So I do wonder if they're going to go over some of the like early classics at some point because it's been so long. And in some ways, that was some of the stuff I was looking forward to. Yeah. Um, well, the story about uh, was it uh, Sarah, you know, like that. I want more of that because I had forgotten yes. about that. And it really is compelling, you know. And I'm a um, little surprised. She wasn't a great. And Camilla, I well, think, is... she only did one season. That was the... Right. Oh, that Sarah. No, I yeah. meant the other Sarah. You meant the Sarah that Johnny uh, effed over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. The original Sarah story was a great one, and I, I agree. I would like to hear more. I wouldn't mind seeing a Coral uh, who was mentioned. Um, it was mentioned, but yes, also not discussed. And, you know, the flip side of that, it, it's hard for me to say this because I, I, I think... Uh, Anyone who's listened to us talk about the challenge knows that we are all huge Cam fans. I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not ready to call her a legend with no wins. I'm just not like, I think she'll get her wins someday and we can have that conversation. Uh, but without them, no, she's just a good player. You know, I feel like this is like, if you were doing <clears throat> an NBA list, <clears throat> in uh in 2014 or so and Kevin Durant was quite obviously one of the three greatest basketball players on earth and you were making a list except also uh Kevin was married to Charles Barkley so yeah. <laughs> the thing is like she has to come up you know she's coming up and she's gonna be there and if if every single woman who's ever done a challenge entered a challenge right now you would not have cam lower than third every single one who's ever done a challenge i mean they don't get to enter in their prime um, i might I'm saying, like, if the challenge starts today and the pool is every woman who's ever participated, she's top three if you're, if I, you're I would say handicapping. Top I'll say top five. Okay, who's ahead of her? Laurel. Yep. Carmaria. No. I got Carmaria ahead of her. I Evelyn. Know. I put Rachel Robinson ahead of her right now. I mean, obviously, I'm intimately familiar with what kind of shape Rachel Robinson's in. I don't know, man. Uh, both on, both on, just keep in mind, Cam just had a baby. Well, <laughs> she just had a baby when they shot the <laughs> when they shot the documentary. She just had a baby. I think that baby's, you know, one maybe ish. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But she sounded like she had every intention of coming back, and I would not favor. Certainly I'm not, not here to slander Cam. It's like, like to me, if we're going to do the basketball analogy, it's like trying to make an all-time great list and putting Luka Doncic on it. Like, 
There's, it's no shade on Luka Doncic. Well, he's amazing. He's going to be as good as all those people, but he hadn't done it yet. You know what I mean? So I'm not. No. I can't put him up there. Well, but she's been around longer and proven more, I think, than Luka has. Now it's different because it's <laughs> That's a team five seasons. Sport. How many has Luka got? Well, less than five, first of all. But also, I would argue Not that, that many less than five. Yeah, but the but very few challenge stars have like basketball star length careers. So, you know what? In fact, I bet. I mean, how many women have even done six challenges? It's probably a very short well, list. It's coming into his fifth season, I believe. 2018 was his rookie year. Right. So, And he's been playing professional basketball for quite a lot, lot longer than that. So, Yeah, and he's great. And I think if I th- think he, I'd pu- I'm the guy who would probably put him on the list because, you know, the whether he gets the championship or not doesn't matter as much to me in these in these rankings. But but either way, I don't think it's hard to understand why Cam was in there. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not here for Cam Slander. I love Cam, but I. Uh, I can understand your trepidation I, at calling. I don't, I don't feel that she was worthy of her own segment in that hour. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, she is young to be a legend, but also, oh, is she on this next season or no? She's not. Yeah. So she just had a baby. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I'm assuming the reason they are making her such a big part of it is that they do, you know, expect her back. I a hundred percent think that she will be back. And I a hundred percent think that she will win one one day, but I just, I'm not wanting to just put the, put her in there when she hasn't, you know what I mean? That's so, fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think I'd still put her in there, whether it's out of love or, or a different, uh, measurement style. I'm not sure it matters as far as, do you feel like the the show took a side with who the actual greatest is? No, I don't. I think almost intentionally so. I think they really tr- I think they tried to make it a Jordan LeBron sort of thing basically, you know what I mean? Without maybe even more vague than that, you know? Um yeah. they they I mean, you can see that there is a pretty broad consensus that uh, uh, you know of of one of two people with CT and bananas, right? I mean, pretty much yeah. everyone in the universe believes it's one of them, but uh, I believe someone actually said, and this is my perspective, that like it really it's CT and it's not close. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the documentary tried harder to make the case for bananas That's because it felt like say. it needed to do that to. To make it seem even. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's classic challenge editing, uh, making right. a a runaway elimination seem like a dead heat. Um, it's just now that he has has gotten his championship count up, and he may never match Bananas' totals. But like, remember, some of these for both of them are team or, or at least partner challenges, and you know. CT blatantly cost himself at least two or three wins with his own psychotic behavior. Yeah, 100%. And and while I don't I'm not saying he deserves a reward for that, if we're just talking about who's the best, I mean you're talking about a guy who was 
the only I think the only challenger in the history of the show to be widely acknowledged as frighteningly dominant by the other competitors on the show during the show. Like I'm I'm watching some old CT stuff now just for funsies and these I mean guys like Johnny Bananas and Wes are in the ITMs saying stuff like we got to find a way to get rid of this guy because I can't beat him he's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Less take take a take note of that survivor big brother players. Yeah. <laughs> get Seriously. rid of the guys who are really good. That's that's how you play this game. But Sorry. but but yeah, but so there is as much as people recognize Johnny's great at this game. And you know what? I don't want to make it sound like Johnny Bananas is just And a, Johnny's been like that at times. There are definitely there's definitely been some how do we get Johnny out of the game discussions. A hundred percent. Never more so than since he cursed himself by stealing all that money. But yeah, yeah so he but he never had that physical dominance. And and that's not to say his greatness wasn't physical because what he had and is like a and someone says it in an episode I just watched of I think Battle of the Axes with I believe it's Paula uh, who by the way I would have loved to see in some of this um, Paula I believe says uh, <clears throat> nobody knows why Johnny is good at all this ridiculous shit but he just is he's good. And I think it's the one where they're uh, scraping honey off of each other's bodies or something like that, or like hopping from uh, tall poles, you know, but just like he's good, like strangely talented at almost every weird. Yeah, thing he's they like do. the LeBron in this analogy, right? Like there's a little bit. There's no weaknesses in in the game. You know, maybe he doesn't do, you know, maybe he's not the scorer that Jordan is, you know what I mean? Right. But there's just, he does everything. He the does problem well, right? is, you know. The problem is CT has that too. Right. Well, see, right. Because CT has the whole, like, he's a, like he's a brute and also a puzzle savant. You yeah, know what I mean? He is. <laughs> he really, <clears throat> he he has to be. The problem is if Johnny's LeBron, CT's just like a LeBron who was 6'10", 300 pounds. Right. You know? Well, and the other thing about this analogy, you know, that, that, that doesn't really apply to the Jordan LeBron sort of debate is that one of these men backpacked the other one. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, like and LeBron if you need a tiebreaker, we played against each other and, and one guy dominated the other. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So if we're looking for a tiebreaker, we have a visual tiebreaker for you. Uh, it's CT carrying Johnny bananas like a backpack and dumping him over a barrel. Uh, and by the way, the look on his face while he's doing that, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's and remember, ironically, that is like, that is sort of the first appearance of a gentler CT. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. It That's really like was. after all the shit went down and like he, he had to get his act together and he came back after people thought he might never come back just to be a mercenary dude. And he made that face and backpacked a man. And that was the beginning of a kindler, gentler life for uh, Chris Tamborello. 
It is amazing. And you know what? That's the other part of it with CT is that his strategy is, is just strategic ability to see the game has gotten very, very good. Well, and the that's years. the thing. Yeah. And he is winning now as the oldest competitor by a significant margin for the last couple challenges. He is winning with a combination of a remarkable retention of physical ability. Uh, or I shouldn't even say retention because he had to like regain it because he definitely slipped. But he is back in phenomenal shape. And by God, in the documentary, he looks like he's in as good shape as ever. <laughs> yeah, man. He's like like pouring out of that sweater. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then he's also just as good a strategist as anyone right now. And he... That guy has managed to lay low, you know, I, a couple I don't, times. A couple yeah. times. It's it, he is he's he's clearly the best. And and with all due respect to Johnny Bananas, who is, it's one of these things like, as good as you are, you ought to be the best ever. But there's this other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look, I, you know, to me the, and I realize that Johnny obviously has opt just opted not to compete. You know, he's doing other things. He's he's getting a, he's getting a life going, I think. Yeah. Um, but the fact that CT's won the last two when it's so much harder now. Oh, yeah. Uh, than it was when they started by, you know, by everyone's admission. I don't think I don't think bananas would dispute that. Um, and different. Like, it's just it's just, a you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just a, a just a greater piece on the resume, you know? Well, and it's he's really. He's been an absolute force in two totally different eras of the sport. You know? Yeah. It's Gordy Howe-esque. Yeah. You know, shout out to Darrell, by the way. Who's, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's another one. And he got his flowers. Yeah, he got his flowers. And he's a distant third, I think, in this conversation. But Well, I, I wouldn't even guarantee him third. I think, Dur- yeah. I think after Johnny, you have a pretty interesting debate between... Guys like Darrell and then Wes and, uh, you know, I'd have to go through some names, but there's probably a couple four, others. Four in a row is really something, even even in, in the team challenge context. It is. Like four in a row is, I don't know that that'll be done again. <laughs> so. uh, no, I, I agree. It probably won't. But the length of the impact of Wes, the... I I yeah, wonder but Darrell's if... still going, man. In his forties, right. slitting back and forth between All Stars and and the senior circuits. Or, well, I I I, I, I think he I may mean? be done with the flagship. But either way, I'm not trying to diss Darrell. I'm just saying Wes has some really good qualifications too, and you know that's where I'd start to think about Kenny uh, if we were allowed to talk about Kenny. But we don't talk about Kenny. <laughs> Was it was it was, was we need to talk about Kevin was the movie right? I think so. Um, well, and there's yeah, we, we don't just, talk we, about Bruno. We, we don't talk about Bruno, and I guess we don't need to talk about Kenny. There we go. Put it together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, Kenny was up there, um, and I do hope we get some more exploration of those years. I don't know what their plans are for these final two episodes. No, um, it does seem like they've covered an awful lot. I guess there's we we're gonna do some romance clearly. Probably. And probably probably like greatest fights or something like that. I'm gonna guess that's. I don't that know, went. man. I don't. Maybe greatest eliminations, but I don't think they're gonna glorify. Uh, like, off- I don't necessarily mean. I don't mean fist fights per oh. se. I, you just mean you know disputes. I guess I would say maybe, maybe, about, maybe like conflict. Yeah, trash talking, Love that and hate. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Although obviously some of that crossed the line over the years as well too. So. Clearly. <laughs> um. So, but you know, I think they still like look. They still like showing CT and Adam. You know what I mean? 
even I though so. even though it gets kicked off the show. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some real moments there, and um, you know, you wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe with given the legal action, I guess you would be surprised to see Tani's luggage floating in the pool. But I feel like those are the kind of things that they want to uh, want to get at over time. Did you? Um, uh... Luggage floating in the pool. God, what a moment. There are a lot of classic moments in challenge history. I was going to say, did you uh, did you like Tyler's outfit? <laughs> you know what? It did not leave a huge impression on oh, me. Oh, man. He was wearing like a almost like Sergeant Peppery sort of sh- suit is the best way I can describe it. He was uh, sitting, though, right? He was sitting. Yes. But yeah, it, I, don't think I, I don't think I really got a good look at it. Oh, well, I would almost suggest going back just to see. It's it's pretty spectacular. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to watch all four hours of this again this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I fully support that. Uh, Like I said, I've been going through some old stuff. I'm in I'm in the middle of Battle of the X's right now. It's oh, uh, that's a good one. Oh, it's a great one. It's CT and DM back together. It's uh, Leroy and Naomi. Um, It's. Jasmine losing her mind and Tyree. Uh, there's a lot of craziness. Yeah. I'll tell you, the Leroy and Tyra the, Maria uh, and Abe. Yikes. Oh, God. Yeah. He, um, and the and the DM segments. Uh, it's a little emotional. It's tough, man. It's a little emotional, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I teared up multiple times watching this. And I'm not going to lie. One of them was when they were talking about John A's ascension. Like, yeah, I just love John A. Man, good for her. What a what a story of athletic triumph! To go easily the from, best thing to come out of All Stars, I would say, is that that whole arc of her really 100%. discovering who she is. Yeah, yeah, John A. Going from like <laughs> slightly insane liability to legitimate All Star is a beautiful thing. It's kind of like the Nani arc, but compressed into like. A smaller space, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, or like two—it's like two separate stories almost. Nani, we've watched the whole development bit by bit, but with because she took that break with John A, it's like she went from being one person to another. She just like came back a stud. Yeah, uh, and it was—it's been really cool to watch, and uh, I hope we get to watch her more. That nugget about how she was breastfeeding during the first season of All Stars is, is kind of wild. <laughs> Totally. I'm surprised they did not use that during the show. Um, yeah. I would, uh, I, I would also Hashtag say normalized breastfeeding. Sorry, that's go right. Ahead. <laughs> I think I think it's it's interesting, sort of given the the theme of this upcoming season. That I would I would welcome another one of those seasons where they brought family people in. Um, oh yeah, uh, like they did that year with Nadi and her cousin. And, well, I mean, uh, we're kind of doing that. It's not all that, but like, there's at least a couple of family members. So, right, the couple boyfriends or husbands that are popping There's a brother. In and, and I believe brother. Casey's brought her brother, right? Yeah, Casey brought her brother. Um, so yeah, I like I, I like that angle a little bit. I, you know, obviously it sounds like they're they're in a space where they want to get more creative with the casting. So um, well, I really need to understand it. how Anissa and Jordan end up together. That's the thing that's really vexing me. Like. I can't wait to hear when everyone's being like, well, my brother means everything to me and we've always done everything together. So I brought him with me. It's like, what the hell are Anissa and Jordan going to say? I believe if you go to the challenge Instagram feed, uh-huh. they've been posting videos of the pairs talking about um, 
why they're paired together. Interesting. I, right. I don't think I've seen one for Jordan and Anissa yet, but I've well, seen, yeah, because they probably didn't yeah. say anything about that. Like I got the got the scoop on Nelson's partner and okay. uh, and a couple other ones. So who yeah. is she? Um, she was on Are You the One, and oh. they have been they've known each other for a long time. Okay. Um, and dated at some points, but are not dating now. They're just trying to be good friends. Interesting. I can't wait. What a season. What a concept. Yeah, yeah. It, the season looks does look really good. <laughs> I'm just ready. I'm just ready for the real damn challenge to be back, you know? Well, and oh. I think to a degree, like, all these things have really done their job, whether it's the Challenge USA or the documentary, which is they've kept us engaged, and while we don't like them as much as the real thing, They've been a sufficient methadone to keep us locked into the challenge world and also make us very, very excited for the real thing coming up. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping that some of this ancillary stuff involves uh, evolves into more than just like, hey, here's some challenge while we're waiting for the other challenge <laughs> into something that makes the the you know the original format better, if that makes sense. So, Well, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's the sort of development pipeline that it takes a couple years to really get going but it could work agreed but i hope i hope that's where we wind up with all this and then of course i think it, i think it will be interesting to see what this tournament looks like um, yeah you know even, even if yeah, well. the american team will be a little tricky to root for <laughs> well you know what i i i will say like i've i listened to her on the official podcast and sarah <laughs> Let me put it this way. She makes a compelling case that she's not as bad as she seems. Oh, she says she got a tough edit. Well, I don't think she's trying to be victimy in that way, but I think she her her she was more saying like she's a bit of a acquired taste, but not as consistently obnoxious as she appeared on television. Um, all right. Well, I, I could buy that. I could buy, she got a rough edit. If that's what, if that's what she wants to say. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think she said that, so I don't want to misquote her, but she did kind of say like, you know, I'm not sure my humor came across the best. <laughs> she also said that the whole like throat cutting thing, the like crazy throat cutting moment that everyone thought she was like, uh, you know, making a sign at those who crossed her was actually like a totally unrelated inside joke with someone else. And she just happened to have a crazy look on her face. Uh, I can buy that too. Yeah. Uh, that does remind me, by the way, um, thinking about after eliminations, um, the unseen footage of Jordan doing that uh, post thing oh, yeah. was incredible. Well, we should say, and, and I'm sure you're, uh, with me on this, that the Jordan, quite obviously, uh, we might debate others. Uh, we did not really mention Jordan. He is obviously a worthy mention in the goats. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is what he would want, but I cannot tell you how many times in his seasons. I mean, easily, what, five times a season, most times he's on. 
do I turn to my wife, who I watch most of these shows with, and say, "My God, he's got one hand. How is he doing this?" Yeah. You know, and everyone said it, and they're right. Like he just he perform the at the end of the day, Jordan wisely performs in a way that you would never in a million years know he had any physical disability or difference whatsoever. Yeah. You would just yeah. never know from his performance. It, there's no, there is not no matter how like hand grip based. I remember they, they like they had to like spin baseballs on the end of a rod one time with both hands and sure he didn't win. But it's not like he couldn't do it, you know? Like, he just – the degree to which he overcomes that is spectacular. It's an incredible thing to watch. It's inspiring. And and more to the point, it's it makes me feel good that he has this platform to, to really – I mean, of all the people who've ever been on the challenge – to really have a, a, the ability to very directly inspire a very specific and disadvantaged group of people. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're talking about him among the goats, right? Like y- you might say the hand is a, it's like a, like a plus in his favor, like a point in his favor, like, Oh, he's doing this. It's like, it's like a little bonus. But when you're thinking about him as a player, it, you're, you're not thinking about the hand. It's just, he's just right there as good as all of these people, and it's amazing. And I'm, I'm so glad that they went back to that uh, tug-of-war elimination against Josh. Unbelievable. What a classic. And and just the the way that he just figured it out. <laughs> he figured it out and had the physical ability to put that in action, which would have been difficult for anyone, no matter how many perfectly functional hands they had. The fact that he, giving up 50 pounds... And a hand <laughs> was able to physically employ that strategy is remarkable. Never yeah. mind, come up with it live as he's playing tug of war with a giant. Just I, awesome. It like, did help that it was he's a giant klutz, but it did. It did sure, help. but <laughs> it's the goof. But but still, it's like you said. You when you're when when you're thinking about the actual game, the only context in which his hand ever comes up is. Holy shit! I can't believe he's doing all this with with that hand. Yep, yep. There's it's ne- the you're only never context. Thinking... <laughs> and I've given up on thinking like, oh, he's not going to be able to do this because of the hand. Oh, for <laughs> sure, <laughs> never. There's no chance. They could be like, like how, it could. Yeah, how's he going to do it with the hand? This is what is what you kind of think, right? You know I mean? the, the challenge could literally be stick each of your ten fingers into these ten holes and press ten <laughs> buttons, and I'd be like, all right, well, how's Jordan going to do that? But he will. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's yeah. it's really remarkable and 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 like you said, like if someone who looked like Fessy performed like Jordan, he'd have the same status. Like it's not like he only has goat status because he's overcome this thing. He's just a goat who happens to have this incredible quirk to to how he's gotten there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it truly it's really is remarkable, truly. Uh, a lot of remarkable people on this show over the over the years. Um, yeah, man. Is, yeah, great. what a great what a great universe to to be uh, wading into, and 
uh, I'm glad that we basically get to do it every week for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, we should get out of here, right? Uh, we, you want to do some homework? Do I want to do some homework? You know I do. Uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about what we've got. Uh, all right. So everybody's talking about this Dahmer thing. It's the number one show on Netflix. I feel like we got to dive in there. All right. Uh, yeah, you know, hey, it's got Niecy Nash. That's that's good. I like Niecy Nash. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, uh, you want to talk about On the Come Up on Paramount Plus? I do. I keep seeing the ad because I'm watching all this challenge content, and I was watching Champions League, and it looks like a fun sort of indie movie about a young uh, lady who is trying to become a rapper. Uh, yeah, it does look fun. It's uh, Sanaa Lathan, I believe. is. Uh, it's, it's her directorial the- debut, I believe. It's- yeah. And she's in it too, I think, right? She has a small part, but I think primarily this is uh, Sinai Lathan as a director. Uh, and then uh, if you watched uh, Better Call Saul, you probably saw some ads for Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is making its debut on AMC this weekend, Sunday. Uh, so we'll check that out. Um, and the film, uh, I believe, directed by the Farrelly brothers, uh, the greatest beer run ever. Uh, is going to be on Apple Plus, so we will directed by it. the Farrelly brothers. Yeah, I did not realize that. That's interesting. Let me let me just double check that. <laughs> but I'm pretty You're sure tra- that is well, the case. Uh, yeah, Peter Farrelly. Not no no sign of of the other one. Oh, just one Farrelly. I apologize. Yeah. Um, now he did. I think Peter's the one who was involved with the Green Book. Bobby, oh, you're right. I'm not sure yeah. what he's up to. So, and Bill Murray's in it. I didn't know that. They didn't make that clear, but I'm but I'm glad to hear it. Uh, along with Zac Efron and Russell Crowe. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I've seen some previews. I, I it looks like one of those movies that could be really good or or not. So I don't know. I I'm I'm torn based on the preview, but I do enjoy most of those performers. There you go. And so I we think got we Dom- both thought Sorry. Green Book was better than its uh, ultimate uh, sort of cultural designation as yeah. an obnoxious race movie. It's uh, it's shocking that the cultural discourse around a, a, a race movie would lack nuance. Yeah, fair um, point. <laughs> let's, let's, let's review. We've got Dahmer on the come-up, Interview with the Vampire, Greatest Beer Run Ever, uh, and then the final two episodes of the Challenge documentary. Oh, um, yeah. Untold History Parts 5 and 6. Tell it all! <laughs> I mean, if they haven't by that point, then I don't know what will. Yeah. Massive sports weekend for me, at least. I, I think uh, probably for everybody with be, between the NFL and college and some huge soccer and a baseball pennant race. I don't know. Uh, Chelsea's playing Crystal Palace. It feels meh. <laughs> hey, that's, that's Look, it's going to be a tough matchup for Chelsea. Is it? Spouse is good. Yeah. Are they? Especially at home. Um, you say so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That, that's not gonna be a game. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'll be. Uh, I'll be checking it out tomorrow morning. Uh. Yeah. My my game's at six six thirty a.m. Thank you, you for the uh, seven a.m. California start. Nice break <laughs> for me. Yeah. Good for you. Six thirty a.m. Uh, football on Central. Sunday though. Right. Right. NFL. Right. That's- That'll be an 8.30 game here. Yeah, lucky you. Fun with time zones, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
<laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Really weird that. tangents on today's show. Okay, bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.